grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Welcome to a sermon podcast from Salem Lutheran Church. For more information, please stay tuned at the end of the sermon. as we gather together on Easter morning, and we do so considering the four gospel accounts of Easter, as well as the words of the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I begin our readings with Matthew 28, beginning at verse 1. After the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, he has risen. Just as he said, come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. While the women were on their way, some of the guards went into the city and reported to the chief priests everything that had happened. When the, the chief priests had met with the elders and devised a plan, they gave the soldiers a large sum of money, telling them, you are to say his disciples came during the night and stole him away while we were asleep. If this report gets to the governor, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So the soldiers took the money and did as they were instructed. And this story has been widely circulated among the Jews to this very day. This is the word of the Lord. From the Gospel of Mark chapter 16. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, brought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, Who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter, He's go he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. When Jesus rose early on the first day of the week, 
he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had driven seven demons. He went and told those who had been with him and who were mourning and weeping. When they heard that Jesus was alive and that she had seen him, they did not believe it. Afterward, Jesus appeared in a different form to two of them while they were walking in the country. These returned and reported it to the rest. Well, but they did not believe them either. Later, Jesus appeared to the eleven as they were eating. He rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him after he had risen. He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. This is the word of the Lord. We read from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24. When they had come back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away wondering to himself what had happened. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened, and as they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. But they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, are you only a visitor to Jerusalem and do not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things, he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed, before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our, our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. He said to them, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us 
while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, It is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized, recognized by them when he broke the bread. While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. This is the word of the Lord. We read from the Gospel of John, chapter 20. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord, and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen, and yet have believed. Jesus did many other miraculous signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. This is the word of the Lord. We continue with the reading of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. St. Paul writes, Now, brothers, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise you have believed in vain. For what I pass, received I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, that he appeared to Peter, then to the twelve. After that he appeared to me, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all he appeared to me also as to one abnormally born. But if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? And if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. 
And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless and so is your faith. More than that, we are then found to be false witnesses about God. For we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead. But he did not raise him if, in fact, the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then those also who have, who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are to be pitied more than all men. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. I declare to you, brothers, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh, death, is your victory? Where, O oh, death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. This is the word of the Lord. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for consideration is found recorded in the Gospel of John, chapter 20, that begin at verse 19. On the evening of that first day of the week, the disciples were together behind locked doors because of their fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and side, so the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. Just as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. After saying this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Whenever you forgive people's sins, they are forgiven. And whenever you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. This is the word of the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, all my years as a pastor, I never had the privilege to serve at a church that I actually helped start. I was always a pastor of an established church, which means that the Constitution was in place, the council and the leadership was all in place, and the church name had already been chosen. I've always wondered what it was like to sit down and, and try to decide as a group of people what kind of name do we want to call ourselves that is going to stand for the years ahead. And I bet when Salem first started, there were all kinds of names throwing out. And I wouldn't doubt that many of those names came from the Bible itself. Oh, you hear of St. John's and St. Peter's and, and St. Paul's, and where my previous church was called Trinity Lutheran. 
But why Salem? Out of all the names to choose, why Salem? And it is really a biblical name because the word Salem is an old Hebrew word and its root letters are the same root letters that's in the word Shalom. And both Salem and Shalom mean peace. And what are we hearing from Jesus as he showed himself for the first time with his disciples? Yes, he met with the women, and he met with Mary Magdalene first, and yes, those disciples on the way to Emmaus. But when he appeared to the eleven, and there were others in that locked room, after he got done showing himself, his hands and his side, after he showed them, them that he was the exalted Lord, and yet still fully human, that he was not a ghost, he would open by saying, peace be with you. In other words, Salem. Peace be with you. Now, a common greeting? Absolutely. It is a common greeting. But knowing that Jesus has risen from the dead, now this means so much more. And nor do we ever consider it just simply a common greeting, like, how are you? Peace be with you is founded on the fact that his resurrection proves that sin has been paid for. It proves that he is the Son of God. And it proves that there is life after death. Our Savior lives. We do not, we do not worship a dead Savior. We don't go to his grave with tears. We rejoice that that grave is empty. But above all, we rejoice because of the words, peace be with you. In fact, his resurrection even proves that he has all power and authority. And, and the first thing that Jesus did in using his power and authority as the risen almighty God and the King of kings and the Lord of lords is he tells them, just as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. He came carrying out the Father's plan. He came and fulfilled it perfectly. He suffered and died on that cross for the sins of the world. He conquered death and rose again by his almighty power. And now he's sending out the disciples to continue to carry out the Father's plan. No, it is not the plan where we need to pay for our, our sins or, or this thinking that, well, Jesus got us started and we need to finish it. Absolutely not. He did it all. He paid for it all. And his resurrection's the proof. No, he's calling out his disciples to go and proclaim that good news to others. Yes, Jesus will be ascending back into heaven. But already in his resurrection, before that ascension, he's letting them know, you will be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. You proclaim that peace be with you too. And as they go out, how frightening it would be. But no fear is needed. Because it says here, he breathed on them. And he said, receive the Holy Spirit. What exactly he did, we do not know. 
But I do know that the word breath and spirit is the same word. He breathed on them. And receiving the Holy Spirit, we know that the Holy Spirit is going to be sent um, in 50 days, or no, in actually, yeah, 50 days, uh, the Holy Spirit is going to be sent at Pentecost with the tongues, tongues of fire that will rest on each of them. But here he lets them know that that Holy Spirit is already being sent now. So when they go out, think of it. They don't, they're not going out to a vicious world that who hates Jesus and will hate them too. But they're going out into the world with the support of God. The very Holy Spirit who called each and every one of them to faith is the very Lord who's going to work in the hearts of those they proclaim that good news of peace to. Peace be with you. And then comes with this power and authority that is like no other. Along with the words, receive the Holy Spirit, he tells them, whenever you forgive people's sins, they are forgiven. Whenever you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. These, this is not the first time that Jesus actually spoke these words. The very first time was to the Peter, and then the next time was to all of the apostles. We call this the ministry of the keys, the keys to lock and unlock heaven, to forgive or not to forgive sins. This power and authority is never to be abused. Our Lord, have mercy on your soul. These are words that are to be taken serious because when a person is forgiven, it is as if God himself were announcing it. This is not just some common greeting we're speaking. These are the words of the Lord. So a person who is penitent of their sins, we do not let leave them hanging in their sins, but assure them of the forgiveness, knowing that Jesus paid for his sins, and the proof is his resurrection. And for those that are impenitent and who refuse to repent, repent of their sins, then we cannot assure them of their forgiveness. It is the strongest preaching of the law with always the hope and prayer that they do repent and that immediately we do announce forgiveness. We use these very keys this morning when we all confessed our sins and we heard from the call minister a, ser a servant of the Lord announced that forgiveness that comes from the Almighty God. Forgiveness that we know is real because Jesus is real and his resurrection proves it. So today we will probably hear the words as we share them with each other. Happy Easter. And it is a happy Easter. Because our Savior has risen. He has risen indeed. But I pray that you always take the heart and understand and know that a happy Easter is happy because our risen Lord would say to his disciples and to us all, peace be with you. Yes, peace be with you. 
peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to a sermon podcast from Salem Evangelical Lutheran Church. If you have any further questions or would like to learn more about Salem Lutheran and its ministry, please check out our website at www.salemevlutheran.org. Once again, that is www.salemev l-u-t-h-e-r-a-n dot o-r-g. May God bless you today and every day.